Hello Super Johnny, hello Super Trevor, it's me, Mario, woohoo, mamma mia, you guys, you're number one, woohoo, see you in my games, is. aha. Trevor, uh, I haven't looked at the reviews for our podcast here lately. Do you think I should? I mean, I guess. I'm always disappointed when there's here not a new one. I'm looking. Oh, we got some new reviews. Oh, sweet. More than one? Yeah. Uh, great. Sayamayman81 uh, goes, A great retro gaming podcast that quickly become my favorite? Whoa, that's a good word. Favorite? Yeah, Johnny and Trevor are two great guys. No. That's us. Uh, that talk games from about every retro system. A perfect blend of humor, reviews, and the Bliss Quiz. And they've had this in parentheses, which I do amazing at, though no one hears me. Uh, if you love retro games and fun, you owe it to yourselves to check it out. Oh yeah, great saying, my man. I think that's Timmy Mac. Oh, I think you're right. Oh. And he gave us five stars. That's awesome. Man, we we are like a great, amazing, and I love that we can say this, five-star podcast, Trevor. I, I love that. I think we can say without hesitation, we're always going to be a five-star podcast. No matter what happens. That's, yeah. That's what helps me get through the day. You know, when I'm having a hard time, which happens often, I mean, I'm a very sad person overall, uh, I'll just look at our reviews and see all oh, the five, I mean, five-star. What? Five-star after five-star. What is this? Yeah, it's amazing. What? We we have two new ratings. Besides yeah. Timmy Max. Yeah, five stars. There's there's two two star review. Nah, uh, this this is what? impossible. You're making this up. That's the stupid. You said a lot of stupid things. Look at the ratings. I'm looking at the ratings now and then, what? The, two st- but I don't see any. There's no. There's no reasons. There, there's no. There's no review. It just. It just says two stars. So who would do such a thing? But our thing still says a real five star podcast. Hey, I Trevor. don't. I don't even know for a five star podcast anymore. A five star podcast. There's, there's no point. There's no point in it. I'm just gonna quit. I'm just gonna quit. <laughs> this is stupid. This person's stupid. I'm stupid. We're the stupid ones. They're probably right. My parents are stupid for giving me birth. <laughs> and yours are too. I'm gonna call your parents. You're, you're stupid for being my friend for 25 years. <laughs> you're stupid for saying, yes, I'll be your friend for 25 years. You're stupid for coming up with a stupid podcast. What stupid podcast is that? Retro stupid list. list. Whiny, pathetic thing we could have possibly done. And this is very retroplasty. So to celebrate 100 episodes. That's right. We just released our 100th episode. That's right. A couple days ago. That's right. As of the time of this recording. And when I woke up this morning. That's right. Yeah, when you woke up this morning. Woke up this morning early, earlier than I wanted to for my new job, which I'm thankful for. No more night shift. (laughs) Less sleepy talking Trevor, hopefully. What am I greeted with? But this thing that says we have a new review, and that it's two stars, 
but there's just no text. There's nothing. My whole morning was just a mirage. I didn't even know I was real anymore. My favorite part of this whole story is that the first thing you do when you wake up is look at the reviews for our show. I could try to make a joke, but that is exactly what I did this morning. I don't know why. It's like, oh, but we have a new review. I might look. Maybe at I the, dreamed it and it was I true. I might look maybe at the most once a week. But here, the joke's on this person, though. You know why? Here's why. Uh, we get the last laugh because not only uh, do we get to talk about it, and they didn't leave any words whatsoever that we could see as of yet. Uh, <laughs> they're probably coming. They're probably, maybe they'll come and they'll just destroy us emotionally. <laughs> but before that, uh, you know, the joke's on them still because you see how I read uh, Tim's review before that? Mm-hmm. Tim gets a bliss point. Yeah. You know who doesn't get a bliss point? The person who we don't know who it is. Even if they gave us a two-star review, I would have still given them a freaking bliss point. You would have? Yep. That'd take a big man. I am a big man. I was wondering if I would do that. I would. You know, on a serious note, I do hope they actually write a review to go with this two-star rating. Because, I mean, I know we don't usually get this serious, especially for an opening. This is such a sad, serious opening. But I want to know how we can improve. Like, if, if they just say they think we're horrible people, I guess there's nothing we can do about right, that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. if it's like, hey, Trevor could stop talking so much, but okay, I'll, I'll try, you know? What would they say about Johnny? <laughs> if, if Johnny could just, you know, respect Trevor as a man more, and you'd be like, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. But And you think that would knock us up to a... Probably three stars. Three stars? Yeah. Okay. I think you're right. Like, I do not, uh, I do not expect... Any, I mean, this is this is anything, not just our podcast. It's not going to be for everybody. There's just going to no. be, I mean, different shows are for different folks. It's just how it goes. It's, just, <laughs> it's all subjective. This is it's just been one of the funniest things that happened to me today. Realizing how I reacted to this. Yeah, it's not that I was mad. I just want to know, like, what do they have to say? Yeah, why? And why? Why is there no review? Why won't it show me what they have to say? Yeah, that's the worst part of it. Because I'm like, I fully assume because of my self-deprecating manner. I fully assume that this review is negative about me specifically, so, but I just want to know so I can move on. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. I think it's me, and the reason is because I'm the reason that History Creeps is not a five-star podcast. They specifically exactly. said that guy jokes around too much. Because you're just not funny, me. but you think you are. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I, mean, I laugh at my jokes way more than anybody else. I mean, that's just a, that's just a god-honest truth. Wow, whoever left this review, the laugh was definitely... They got the last laugh, because here we are, we spent the first five minutes of our show talking about That's it. That's right. But, uh, Trevor, <laughs> there are people out there who love us. In fact, there are people out there who support us on Patreon. Where can they go to do that? Well, if you go to Patreon.com... After we've talked about somebody giving us a two-star review. <laughs> after we've just <laughs> made such a big deal about criticism. Yeah. Because we're stinking we babies. We keep it. The reason I killed off the scientist was literally because your wife had dared to criticize me. <laughs> We're children that can't take criticism. <laughs> to be fair, though, it just hurt more because I genuinely think of your wife as like a sister to me. So, <laughs> Well, the bad part was she was really trying to help the show out. I know she was. I don't know it came from a good place. Like this person left us a two-star review. They're probably trying to help the podcasting community out yeah. by crushing us. Instead of, they could just like be a bugs. troll. Yeah. Yeah. So, welcome, Where do they patrons. Go? Yeah. Where do you go to Patreon? <laughs> go to patreon.com. Search Retro Bliss and you'll find us there. And I really recommend you do it because we're <laughs> because we love money. We buy cheeseburgers with the money, <laughs> but also there's audio content that on there that I'll be honest with you, we're putting up quite a bit of content for your dollar. We are, I so, think so, because literally all you have to donate is a dollar a month, and you'll get all the audio. We all put the audio out content is right there on the page. I yeah. just posted it. You can play it right there on the page at Patreon.com, and it's everything from outtakes to uh, we just recorded an episode. 
like a little mini episode about the history of Mario. All kinds yeah. of different things like that. We are have a full be going game on. review on there of a game we're not covering on the main show. That's right. So check it out. Go check it out. Now Do that we've it. got that fun out of the way, the reason I brought up Patreon already, besides the fact that we want people to give us money, uh, is is uh, this uh, game episode one hundred and one. Uh, is, Man, we passed 100. We passed 100. Wow. We did. Uh, episode 101 is a Patreon pick, Trevor. That's right. Uh, people voted on whatever game they wanted. Um, and one of the choices was Vice Project Doom for the NES. And that's what we're going to cover today. That's right. That's what won. Trevor, Vice Proj- uh, Project Doom is a game that I was not familiar with whatsoever. I did not know it. Um... I said, Trevor, what kind of game is this? And you told me it was a. What game did you compare this to? I think I said I think it's like a more fair Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, that's I think it's exactly what you said. So I said, Oh, okay, that sounds like it'd be fun because I like Ninja Gaiden, but mm-hmm. it's crazy hard. Uh, yeah. So that sounds fun. But the second I turned on the game, I thought I was like, I thought you lied to me because it was freaking Spy Hunter. But that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I I never uh, played this game, but I have heard about it. Yeah. Because I come. So close. I'm holding my fingers really close together in front of the microphone. Yeah, you can't see it. Can but you see it? Yeah. Okay. Very I close. came that close to getting this game a couple years ago because I just thought it looked really cool. And apparently you should have. And I should have because... It's going up. I wanted to buy it because I respect our patrons. And since you do donate, especially at the $5 level when you vote on the game, if it's within my reason, I'm going to use my own money, or sometimes we use the Patreon money, yeah. to buy the game. But this game's going up since I last looked yeah, at it. Yeah, it definitely has. I had to talk out of spending money on it. Like 40 bucks was the cheapest yeah. I could find the cartridge. It's and just I, it's just too much. I couldn't let you pay for that. Yeah. Purely, not, I mean, just because. I mean, you got uh, you know, you got to put in a new driveway soon. <laughs> yep. I'm just going to let it fall in on itself, I've decided. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, whatever. It's your house. Um, so, uh, so we're playing Vice Project Doom, neither you nor I. Uh, had experience with this game, and we also do not have the physical copy. We had to go about other means to play this. But we do make this promise to you. If it's remotely possible, we will always, always play mm-hmm. physical copies first. If this game was selling for 20 bucks, I would have spent my yeah. money to buy it, because yeah. I wanted to play it anyways. But that's literally the only reason yeah. it's not happening now. So we had to play through other means. Hey, Johnny. Yes, Trevor. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> though we don't have this game in front of us, sadly, oh, sad. I, I do have a PDF file of the manual. Oh, there we go. It's manual time. And I'm not going to read much from the manual except the storyline. That's a good idea. Johnny, do you want to... Let's just go and jump into the storyline of this game. <laughs> um, so the game is... Or a tip to. The game is mostly an action platformer, a la Ninja Gaiden, yeah. Mega Man. But the storyline, Johnny, like... Just give me like a couple sentence synopsis what you would say the storyline is about. I don't think I could. Purely because... Just like the game itself, the story throws everything at the wall <laughs> just to see what it what will stick. Literally, everything happens in this in this game. Uh, everything from uh, uh, there's betrayal in it. Uh, there's a uh, there's a twist in the story where somebody uh, turns out to be something else. There's a twist with your own self. Uh, uh, there's a twist. <laughs> this has ev- this is like think of the quintessential uh, '80s action slash sci-fi type movie and this is definitely what this game is aiming to be because mm-hmm. it takes literally everything from that even story-wise and throws it at you yeah I, johnny's not kidding um I, when the cutscenes came up i felt like i was missing something like what and and here's the thing i thought i bet you the manual explains the stuff that we're missing 
Then I read the storyline in the manual, and I understand even less now. So let me just read it to you. Okay, please do. Let me see if this is what you think the story would be based on the cutscenes. All right. And there's a lot of cutscenes, by the way. A ton. So the first sentence throws me for a loop. A small band of alien survivors landed on Earth several <laughs> centuries ago. <laughs> what? Never once did I see anything about aliens in this story. Yeah, yeah I was making sure it wasn't just me. Okay. Uh, so several centuries ago, they landed on Earth. In order to survive in this new environment, they produced a neon green gel, which provided nourishment. Are you reading the right game, man? I am. <laughs> um, so this gel provided nourishment, and my dadgum, there we go. All right. In an effort to blend into human society, they developed clones. As centuries passed, Beta, that's B-E-D-A, Corporation came into being. This was a company which man- manufactured and distributed Distributed. <laughs> distributed. Distributed electronic and technological equipment. Well, you know what's really funny about that is they kind of... I didn't read that before I played this game and I saw the story. That's kind of spoiling the story a little bit. The whole cloning thing. Because that's, that's one of the big... Because little, the ending? Because the ending. I was going to ask you yeah. about that. Okay. Yeah. So basically this company was also responsible for maintaining the alien race. The neon gel had a very different effect on humans. Oh. It became a substance that was sought after by some of the world's wef- wealthiest abusers. This gel is mass-produced by Beta Corporation for profit, but the side effect proved to be lethal oh. to human users. Oh, no. Vice Officer Quinn Hart, along with his partner, Detective Reese, set out on assignment to locate the manufacturers of the mysterious gel. During the investigation, Reese disappeared. His body has never been found, but he's believed to be dead. Now Hart must go alone to uncover the source of the jail and the force behind it. His skills, nerves, and ultimately fate are at stake in this deadly plot for survival. You say nervous? Fate are at stake? What? Nerves, yes. Okay. This is actually that. a very blurry manual. I hope I read all the words correctly. I of. thought you said nerves, and I was trying to figure out what nerves was. <laughs> okay. So, it's a deadly jail, alien race, survivors. Yeah, that part I didn't know at all. Yeah. That's new to me. <laughs> awesome. They never, unless unless there's, unless you let the game play, you know, at the very beginning when you turn it on, and maybe that's a little thing it tells you, I never once saw that in any of the story that I saw. I was... Aliens were never mentioned. I didn't even expect a story in the game, and what yeah. I got was just like, what? And as far as I can remember, none of the enemies were alien-like. Were they? I didn't feel like they were. There were ninjas. Maybe and- not except for... You know what? I don't really think they were, except for the final boss, which I only saw because I watched it on YouTube. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They were. Yeah. Ninjas, and we'll get into that with gameplay. But get ninjas and birds and mechanical-looking things and cats or something like whatever those things were. Maybe yeah. they were all hired by the Beta Corporation. The Beta Corporation hired ninjas and birds and birds <laughs> to protect their neon jail. I guess so. this story is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's all out there. Literally, this game is. Uh, you can probably beat this game in an hour, I guess. Oh, yeah. And I guarantee 15, 20 minutes of it is, is cutscenes. I've never Not seen, really, but it does kind of feel that I way. Never, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I've never seen a Nintendo game with so many cutscenes in it. Ninja Gaiden. It might, it might as well be Final Fantasy for the PlayStation. <laughs> Ninja Gaiden was kind of known for how cinematic it was. But I kind of feel like the story made sense in it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But they definitely were going for... They wanted this game to feel like an action movie. For but... Sure. Because the game is so over the top and doesn't really take itself seriously. No, it definitely does Except for the cutscenes. I kind of love this so bonkers. I just wish I knew what was going on a little more. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. I actually, it's it's a little more enduring to me that it's this way out there. Yeah. So. Well, so we kind of explained the story is bonkers. It's an action platform game. Uh, progress through stages. 
how, want to talk about the graphics? Let's do it. Let's get into it. So this is a 19... I don't think I said this. This is a 1991 game developed by Icom, uh, published by Sammy. Um, thanks, Sammy. Thanks, Sammy. <laughs> and uh, 91, so this puts it definitely in the later years of the NES. Yeah. But I'm just going to say flat out, this is one impressive looking NES game. It looks really nice. Uh, it, yeah. The graphics are great. The main character looks looks cool. Um, I, I was trying to think of other games this game reminded me of, and you kept and I and the ones that you compared it to made sense to me. Mm-hmm. But I told you the game that just kept flickering to me was the very first Ninja Turtles game. I get that because it kind of feels and moves the same way a little bit, and it switches the gameplay up too. Yeah, uh, but uh, the first Ninja Turtles game, I think the, it's. The, the turtles themselves are a little more floatier than this character is. This is like a tightening evolution of yeah, that game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To me, that's a great... This is like the original Ninja Turtles game, just as sort of on how it feels, but evolved with much tighter gameplay and kind of bred, crossbred with Neon Jail with, with Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Like the Neon Jail was, holding, the aliens. was holding the Ninja Gaiden together with the turtles. Yeah. And this game popped out. I think it makes sense. Along with maybe Miami Vice, just because of the yeah. cover yeah. <laughs> and the name. Uh, uh, yeah, um, and like I said before, this game throws you from a loop at the very opening. This is mm-hmm. a little more in the gameplay, but uh, this game is influenced by a bunch of different games. But right from the start, the title screen looks cool. The graphics are colorful. I love that they're colorful and detailed. A lot of times on the NES, you kind of got one or the one other. One or the other, but yeah. it's both. It kind of does remind me of like, like the maybe the later Ninja Gaiden games, like Ninja Gaiden. I say Gaiden and Gaiden interchangeably because I don't know which it is. Maybe the third one, just because there's a lot of graphical detail. Ninja Gooden, Ninja Good Guy, <laughs> and just specifically. Now I did not make it to the final boss, but I watched the final boss. That is some crazy, impressive sprite work. Yeah, on that alien, which oh, yeah. is all the first alien I remember seeing. <laughs> yeah, I honestly thought all the bosses looked kind of cool. They do. Like most of them are huge. Yeah. But like this alien, you gotta you gotta watch uh, Vice Project Doom. Just watch the end of it where they're fighting the alien. Even if you don't play it, like man, that's he like hunches down and like I don't know. It's just like trying to think of what to compare it to on the NES. It's just really detailed. Yeah, very much so. Uh, Trevor, what about the sound slash music? I thought it was really good. Like I wasn't. I will say every track made me think, oh man, that is cool music. But it was never annoying. And it was just it's sometimes very catchy and a little bit offbeat and quirky, which I like. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Overall, I really like the music. I would never say it's music that's going to stick in my head for a long time. Yeah. However, I enjoyed it. it none of it got on my nerves, like you said. Uh, I, I mean, I can't say anything bad about it either at the same time. This is really specific. There's probably no crossover between people that listen to us and people who know we're going to what I'm about to talk about, but I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> um, level 6-1, the first part of level 6, the music is really cool in that stage. I don't know what it is. I like it. But if you listen to the background, there's like this beat. It's kind of in the background, but it reminds me hugely of this German uh, band called Kraftwerk. Oh, you're trying to tell me that Kraftwerk and Retro Bliss don't crisscross. I think they do. <laughs> so, if you don't know, Kraftwerk has been around since like the 70s. Yeah, they've been making macaroni and cheese for a long exactly, time. Exactly, yeah. And they, they're they very just like electronic music, but they're very different than yeah. anybody else. But this really sounds like them. I thought, that is... I don't know anybody else that sounds like Kraftwerk, so I thought that was cool. Anyways, back to reality where people care about what I'm saying. Um, Do they? The world is flat. <laughs> 
It is. Yeah. I've heard that from a lot of people now. <laughs> That's going around. No, but I, I like the music. Um, <laughs> I like the earth. That's going around. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Oh, yeah, I'm kind of like you, except for maybe that one. I can't think of any specific track that stood out, but yeah. they're all good. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's just, oh, I yeah. think it's the best assessment. But where this game really sets itself apart is through the gameplay. Oh, yeah. It's overall, I would definitely say it's an action platformer. Mm-hmm. However, they'll throw in other things. Like the very first thing you do is very uh, spy hunter type thing. Yep. I mean, think of the almost the exact same thing. You're shooting cars, top view of your car, uh, blowing up all kinds of stuff. I, I think that's cool. I meant to mention that earlier, not to throw off your uh, momentum. But this game has like a soft opening. It's like a movie. Yeah. Like you start off immediately in this car, like Johnny said, like all la spy hunter. And then the title screen appears. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I really like that. It's almost like a, a cold open Yeah, to it. Uh, and then uh, and then the main game kind of starts playing. But there's also, in between them, there's little, what would you call those? Like a shoot 'em up type of thing? Yeah, it's up? like a light gun shooter without the light gun where you yeah. just use the directional pad. Yeah. Cabal is a popular one you might have played. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So it'll, it'll do that. I found out mistaken. There's two driving levels and two of those shooting levels. I think so, yeah. And then all the rest is what you're about to say. All the rest is the action platforming, yep. uh, a la Ninja Turtles, Ninja Gaiden, God and Gooden, Good Make Guy, man. Good Ninja. Yeah, uh, all of those. Um, you have three main weapons. One of them is your sword. That's your main weapon that you have all the time, no matter what. I think they call it an electric, a laser sword. Is that what they call it? Do they? Oh, it's it's a be, laser whip, laser sword, something Trying to be like Star that. Wars? <laughs> I think it's laser whip. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, you get a gun. But you got to keep collecting bullets for it, and you get grenades. But you got to keep collecting grenades for that. Yeah. And that, I think that deserves a little time because that is what sets this game apart. the The nimble controls, like, and the fact that you have this. I'm going to look up what it's actually called because it's driving me crazy. So you have the laser whip. Yes. Oh, it's a whip. So you got a laser whip, a 44 magnum, which could have fooled me because it shoots like blue stars. Yeah. <laughs> and then the hand grenade. Yeah. So the laser whip is sweet because. And this is what sets this game apart. Like, you're so nimble, and when you jump, even in midair, even on your way down, you can use this laser whip. So even if you're colliding headfirst with an enemy, if you time it right, you can use a laser whip and avoid being hit. Yeah. Like, I don't know, you almost have to play it to get it. It's just really nimble. It was kind of ahead of its time, I think. Like, it's, um... And it would also reach yeah. far back behind it, behind its yes. head, too. And that kind of would... Almost, it almost like it put like a really quick. It it really reminded me of later Sonic games where he do a really quick shield he could bring yeah. up. It kind of was like that. So the laser rip was just super useful. The laser rip. The laser laser rip. Yeah. <laughs> and it's totally unlimited, like you said. Yeah. And it, it, at least to the part of the game we made it to, that's pretty much what I used most of the time. Yeah. But like you said, then you got the gun, which is a short range gun. It doesn't shoot very far, but it's very useful as well. And then the grenades, which I think are more useful sporadically. Yes. But uh, they have a bigger, uh, like, hitbox with them. Yeah. Uh, but what I really liked about this game is you get those three different weapons, and you can use them in different situations. Mm-hmm. I really like that. It's almost like a light puzzle solving in a way. Yeah. Like, what weapon can I use to defeat this part of the enemy and get down? Or what weapon's best with this boss? That type of thing. I want to throw another game at you. Throw. You said the first Ninja Turtles. I said Ninja Gaiden. Mm-hmm. This does have a lot of Mega Man in it. It's like Mega Man where you start with all the weapons. Oh, yeah. you don't gain any yeah. new ones. Yeah. But you really got to know when to use the right one. I think that's very influenced by Mega Man. And I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. I love that about it. Yeah, I really like that quite a bit. Um, the I think the in the main levels, I think if you wanted to, you could get by with just using the whip. 
But I would dare say on some of the boss fights, unless you're fantastic and amazing, you're going to have to pull out the grenades or the gun sometimes. Oh, for sure. Uh, the very first boss, you can just use your whip. Oh, yeah. Like, I never used anything else on that guy. But after that, uh, it's it's kind of essential to start using the different weapons that mm-hmm. are at your disposal. Uh, but I like that, too. Uh, I like when a game uh, really gives you some different types of bosses. None of the bosses were the same that I dealt no, with. No, they are very different. Yeah. And this game had some... We're not going to go through all the levels, um, but it has a lot of variety just in the boss fights. Like, I'm trying to remember the... Like, the very first guy is like he's throwing... Uh, yeah. Like, uh, what would you call Girders, those? like Gird- iron yeah. girders. Yeah, throwing those at you. Like and you got to jump on top of them and ride them. Yes. Yeah. How and cool is that? That's a really, really cool, cool first boss. It's really cool. And I use the grenades on him, but you don't have to. Um, yeah, and then it's there's one that's like a a mech ninja that jumps all over the screen. He's really yeah. tough. And then, of course, the very last one's this giant alien type yeah. thing. So they run the gamut of all kinds of really cool stuff. The giant, the giant machine on wheels that's shooting missiles in the air reminds yeah. me of Contra. Yes, yes, um, very much so. And all the bosses have a pattern. You know, I'm going to say what I love about this. Now, Mega Man obviously is a series that went on and kept getting better and better. But as far as this initial and only, as far as I know, Fox Project Doom compared to the original Mega Man, one thing I prefer over this game, uh, over Mega Man, is even once you know the patterns, the bosses still present a challenge overall. Yeah. Like in Mega Man, once you knew the pattern, some of the bosses are just pushovers. And also in Mega Man, uh, each boss had a particular weakness. Yeah. And if you had the right weapon, like they made that boss fairly easy overall. Right. So. I feel like in this one, you have to know the weakness to have a chance, but even then it provides some challenge. Yeah. So definitely I, I so. like that. This game, uh, I will say though, um, overall, it's obvious that we like this game, but it is, it's not a pushover. Not at all. You know what? Yeah, you're totally right. I think. It's a more forgiving Ninja Gaiden, if you want to call it that. I would I would agree with that, but it's still a tough game. But the main reason it's more forgiving is not because it's easy. It's actually really tough, but because you get to start the level over an unlimited number of times. Yes, that's that saves it, in my yes. opinion. If you didn't do that, then I would probably give this game a, a lower score. Yeah, so built right into the game every time you yeah. get a game over. It only takes you back to the start of that level. So if you're on level 6, you'll keep starting on level 6 100 times if you want to. Yeah. And it really makes it feel doable. It's it still does. tough, though. Yeah, it's still tough. I still got to a point where I just quit and didn't care. Yeah. Because it just gets to where you just keep getting hit by the same things yeah. over and over again. Uh, one of the other negatives would be uh, it hits got that. If you get hit, you get knocked back feature. I never did like that. Hate that. Ninja Gaiden, again, was yeah. totally known for that. And the other thing would be if you just go past a certain part just a little bit. Let's say I kill an enemy mm-hmm. and he drops grenades and I want to get those grenades, but I've walked too far. So I walk back to get those grenades. The enemy's going to come back again, no matter, yeah. and he can, they come back all the time. I can't stand that either. It's the quickest respawn I can ever remember in a game. Yeah, those two things are probably the two things that frustrated me most because usually with these, you know, NES action platform games, there's something in the controls that bugs me. Yeah, these controls are pretty good, pretty pretty perfect. Yeah, it's it's the respawning enemies and getting knocked back that kind of provides the frustration. Yeah, very much so. But another thing that I think is kind of funny, and, uh, you know, we just actually, you know, behind the scenes finished recording a, a History of Mario special. Yeah. Which you can check out if you're a patron. But, uh, you know, Mario kind of set the standard for collect 100 coins, get a life. Right. But in Mario, you're getting coins all the time. All the time. This game decided to go the same route, collect 100 coins, get a life. But it's really hard to get 100 coins. <laughs> it is. It'll take you a while. You won't just get them in one level. Yeah. You have that's to, for sure. They only come by defeating enemies. Yeah. But and they do the, add up. They yeah. do stack up. They do add up. That's the thing that saves it to, yeah. there, too. 
Uh, but um, yeah, uh, like your, every enemy that you defeat uh, will drop either a coin or bullets or grenades. Yeah. So uh, you're not always going to get coins. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. The or or a chicken leg, or a chicken leg, or a soft drink. Yeah, or bottle water, whatever it's supposed to be. That's true though. The grenades and bullets. They're dropped a lot, so it's not really that stingy with them. Right, yeah. I only ever lost, I only ever ran through all my bullets or grenades when I got to a boss. That's when I really got in trouble. Yeah, same here. Same here. Um, But the birds, you, you, I, oh, I, yeah, I forgot about I this. wrote down the word birds and I underlined it on my paper. Yeah, the birds. I don't know what it is about any, especially Nintendo era game, but if there's a bird in there, it's the worst enemy of all of mm-hmm. them. By far the most annoying. I don't know what it is about a flying either bird or a bat. Yeah. Always the most annoying enemy in yep. any game. And this from, one uh, keeps that st- uh, streak of going. From crappy games like um, uh, oh, oh, Beauty and the Beast, Roar of the Beast, where the yes. birds were horrible, Yeah, to Donkey Kong Country, where the bees are probably the roughest enemies. But these were also <laughs> bad because of that respawn thing. Because they would come back. Yes. Yeah, so they the would birds be- keep coming back at you. Yeah. That was a little frustrating. And this, this is probably going to make me look really stupid. But did you notice how many times he said the he said that he was going to South Central America? Like, does that not sound funny? Am I stupid? So, he kept saying South Central America. <laughs> I think he means Central America, but the South, the South it. part of it. Yeah, so but I'm thinking weird, like Southern is, Central America. That's, that does sound weird, though. He's like, "Are you going to Central America or South America, man?" <laughs> yeah, make up your fucking. I'm going to South Central America. I think he's just going to that area because it so, reminded him of his childhood or something. Something he like said. that. Yeah. I don't remember. And uh, he had been there before. Yeah. And another thing that stood out to me with the the cutscenes, uh, the ending. So, do you end up in a test tube at the end, or is that your partner that was supposedly dead? Per my understanding, and I'm using that term very loosely with this game. This this is a big spoiler alert, big yeah. time spoiler alert. But if you're playing this game for the story, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, though I kind of think you should just because it's yeah, because it's just very fascinating. That's the best way to put it. Uh, how little sense it makes. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they bank a lot of this story on you, A, caring about this character that you've never played or known before, uh-huh. uh, and B, uh, having a quick understanding of this character's history, which I've never given you before. Yep. So anyway, uh, uh, it comes, the, the clone thing comes out. Like, he's a clone, and the character you're playing mm-hmm. as, the main character, is a clone, and he's got to fight himself aka another clone yeah uh he's a clone of these clones or a line of clones that would actually help take care and protect that what's that company called beta beta or something something like that and so but he's the first one to refuse to do the job your character and that's where that final fight comes into so you're fighting yourself and he's an easy pushover from what i saw i didn't never make it there it's the video i saw and then that's when he actually turns into the the alien alien type thing also, the like the CEO of the company was the alien all along. That's what I understand. So that's why they had the alien's best interest in mind. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? Well, yeah. So, uh, and deep then, stuff, man. But there are a lot of test tube stuff. Um, the from a favorite life. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but you do find your partner, and I'm trying to remember. I think he was dying or he was dead. He does talk to you, but I feel like he dies anyway. But I can wait until you got there so you could die in your arms. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of fun in this huh. game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's, it's uh, something else. It's way out there. It really is. I mean, it's it kind of sounds not like as goofy as like the like River City Ransom. It's not quite as tongue in cheek as that, right? But it's very like 
it's referencing 80s action movies, I think almost in a spoof way. It, it feels with sci-fi. That's how I felt. I felt this yeah. is almost on the border of being a parody almost. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's kind of what they were going for, I would assume. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really felt like that they just said uh, they went to any uh, like 14 or 15 year old boy in the 80s who went and saw all those movies that are like that and said, hey, what would you want in a video game? And they just started naming all these things. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all right, we'll do all this stuff. All in one game. Yeah. You're like, well, I want to be able to use this electric sword and, yeah. and stuff, but I also want to drive. Okay. And I want to shoot a gun. I want to shoot windows out of buildings. I want to blow stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what else to say about the game itself. It's um, it's sort of like uh, every action platform you've ever played except on crack. <laughs> yes. In the best way possible. Yeah. That's probably the way to put it. So Trevor. But don't do crack, kids. That's right. Don't do crack. Mm-hmm. Say no to crack. Trevor, final scores. Let's get into it. I want you to go first because I'm really curious, honestly. Um, I told you before when I was playing this, there's a lot that I like about this game, I and mean, it's very obvious. Overall, we've been very positive about this mm-hmm. game. Um, the negatives, while there aren't many, are enough to knock the score down a little bit in my eyes, mm-hmm. just because I got so annoyed. I literally just quit when you were over here, and I just let you play because I just didn't care. <laughs> um, but that might just be because I'm just not good at this game. Um, I got fairly far, I felt. I think I was over halfway, I would assume. I think we made it to the very end of the sixth stage. Yeah. Out of 11, so over halfway. Yeah, so. Um, I, I This one's tough for me. Like, I'm going to go with a seven, and I feel that's very good. Uh, I still really liked it overall. I would come back and play it, for sure. Uh, I, I, this is one of those games... Um, that I was that I, I love that we do this show because it's a game I never played before. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's an undiscovered gem for me mm-hmm. to use a Genesis Gems type thing, who we're at war with, obviously. Oh so. yeah, they're terrible. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, so that's it's so when it comes to rating that against other of those games, like River City Ransom is going to be the top for that for me. This is nowhere, in my opinion, nowhere near as good as River City Ransom. It's totally different, but I know what you mean. It's yeah, they're totally different games, but I would put River City Ransom above this any day of the week. Well, let me ask you this. Well, I guess this is an easy answer if you remember what you reviewed Mega Man. But compared to the very first Mega Man, which we said was a good structure yeah. to build upon, how do you think this compares to it? Because it came out a couple years later, and in that, some ways did build upon it. I think it's kind of a fair comparison. However, and it's probably just because I like the Mega Man character. Yeah. I would probably put it above. I just like the character more. Mm-hmm. This game just gives you a character, and he's kind of a stereotype of all the other characters in that same genre, and just expects you to care about him in a way. <laughs> he just kind of tosses him in there. Mega Man, for whatever reason, his his design appealed to me. He's 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 got a more of a style to him than this one does. So that's probably why I put it above it. Now, with all that being said, a seven is still very much a good game in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I definitely would recommend if you have a way to play it that you should play this game. What do you What do you give it? Well, uh, I I suspected watching you play that I liked it a little bit more than you, and I and I think I do. Uh, however, I totally agree with your negative points. When it's frustrating, it is frustrating, and I can only play it so much in one setting for that reason. But I think for me, it's actually more replayable than like the game I keep mentioning, the first Ninja Gaiden, because it is more forgiving. The fact that you can keep trying the same level over and over. Is is much more forgiving. I think musically, it's well above average for NES game. Graphically, I think it's top tier. It's just really a good looking game. Um, they really push the NES to its limits. There's enemies all over the screen. We didn't even mention this. There's sometimes six enemies plus on a screen at a time. 
with very little flicker slowdown. There was some, to be some, fair. Some, but not yeah. as much as like the Turtles games we love so much. I was really impressed by that. Just really impressive technically. And I just had a blast with it. I can't stress enough the controls in this game, to me, totally save it from being super frustrating. The controls are so good. The fact that you can whip out that electric whip at a moment's notice, That's even in midair. said. Oh, oh man, I tell you what. <laughs> that just changes everything, which is also what she said. Um, uh, Yeah, I just thought it was great. The fact that it's 11, there was sort of starting with, I don't know, maybe the fifth or sixth stage and sort of the middle section of the game there. The levels do kind of look similar to me. Like, it feels like you're in the sewer a lot. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why I was feeling Ninja Turtles with it. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Like, you're in a sewer or some kind of underground lab. But then, towards the end, it sort of stretches out to different kinds of levels again. Um, it's, it's a lengthy... For the kind of game it is, it's pretty lengthy with 11 stages. The boss fights are great, although frustrating, to be honest. Uh, it's not perfect. To be honest... I think this game owes a huge debt to the games I've mentioned, including Mega Man. But I actually think this might be the better game compared to the first Mega Man. Now I think Mega Man 2 is a definitely a, and 3 are better games than this. And I don't need to compare them. I don't know why I am. But, the, but as a game that stands on its own without needing to be compared to those games, I think it's an 8 out of 10 for me. Like, I was really surprised because I don't hand out 8s very often. <laughs> um... I really like it. I'm going to give it 8 out of 10. For what it is, I think it holds up brilliantly. Um, however, I'm, I'll say this. I enjoy it so much that if I could have got this game for $20 to $25 like I thought it was selling for in my brain, I don't think I would have regretted it. That's a lot of money to spend on a classic game. But I would have done it, and I don't think I would have regretted it. Um, so it's totally Retro Bliss approved. Oh, yeah, for sure. The question is, you know, is it worth 40 bucks? Because that's what you're going to have to pay to hunt the cart down. That's the problem, in my opinion. Right. That's It takes a lot to say that. I mean, only you can answer that not, question This is not one of those games that you're going to find on some other, uh, like, you know... Uh, couple, the NES Classic thing. Yeah, yeah. it's not going to be on anything like that. So there's only a couple ways you can play this game. One to be buying a cart that's 40 bucks, or, uh, you know, other ways. Emulation, basically, yeah, yeah which which is sketchy territory. But in this case, as far as I know, this game's not available any other way officially from the person, from the people who made it. You know, because I do prefer to support the people who made the game. But as far as I know, it's not out there in any way. Um, but really, in all fairness, yeah, the only way you would be able to, to support those people is if you just went to them and gave them money. Because if you're just buying a cart... You're just oh, buying... no, that's exactly what I mean. If, if yeah. it's available as a download, then I suppose oh, yeah, yeah, Icon yeah. or Sammy or whoever will get some, a dollar, you know. Right. But, yeah, as far as I know, you either got to pay 40 bucks for the cart or, you know, some other means. But I do recommend you play it. It's, it's a shame. It's really a shame it's kind of been lost to time. If you think about it, this is when we originally made the podcast. I know, I know I'm rambling. But uh, I think on our Facebook page, we said it's two guys with a love for the history of old games or whatever. This is kind of why we do this show, because these games can get lost to time a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. And maybe... Some other people will discover it now because of our patrons who recommended we play it. And uh, I think that's a good thing. Like Martha Stewart would say. Did she Except say that? I don't think she said that. <laughs> I don't know why you referenced her, but I'll go with it. Like Bob Ross says, Yep. Uh, let's go to the uh, fan feedback part. That's, that's a good idea. It's time for fan feedback. Fan feedback.
if you want to go to Facebook and look up all retro bliss on the Facebook, uh, you can do that. Join the growing community there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, I've only got but two, but I, like you said, this is not a game that's well known in my opinion. No. So we've only got a couple little comments on this one. Uh, Timmy Mac uh, said, it's a game I randomly tried within the last few months and I really enjoyed it. The different level styles and crazy 80s movie-like plot make for a fun game. He's not kidding on that game plot. That, to me, is what stands out more than anything else on this game. (laughs) I like the crazy enemies and cutscenes between levels. I hope you guys enjoy it. And, of course, Michael Thompson says, My memories of this game extend back several days. When I saw it come up for Patreon pick voting. (laughs) (laughs) So, so like I said, it's not a well-known game. Trevor... If I didn't want to do Facebook and I wanted to do Instagram instead, where would I go to interact with the Retro Blist podcast? Well, I really hope you'll head to Instagram and follow Retro Blist. Uh, I post something on there a lot, and people have fun a lot. And <laughs> Except, kind of like you said with the Facebook page, I don't think there's a lot of people who played this game. I've only got two comments. One says, show, smiley face. Uh, okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you for showing. in Brazil. And Buried in Glass says, No memories of the game, but I'm pretty sure I read that issue of Nintendo Power a few times. Uh, just for a side note, clarification. Yeah. The picture Trevor used was the Nintendo Power. They had Vice Project Doom on the cover. Which might be why nobody commented. They realized I was asking for comments on the game. But it's a really sweet looking cover. Look up Nintendo Power issue... Volume 24. Nintendo Power Volume 24 is a sweet looking cover that features Vice Project Doom. But they said, uh, Buried in Glass says, I might have been in the bathroom reading. Read- <clears throat> can I start over? Yes, you can. And go. It might have been in the bathroom reading track, too, which means it was entertaining. So, uh, yeah. Cool looking issue of Nintendo Power. But nobody played the game on our Instagram. <laughs> that kind of makes sense, though. This yeah. is, I'm, I'm very curious how this game got picked by our Patreons. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm glad it did. Um, oh, I'm not complaining yeah. at all. I love it when I discover a new game, yeah. or a new old game. How do you ever you want to put game? that? Yeah, a new old. It game. kind of explains why it's so expensive too, because it didn't sell that much apparently. Yeah, but. yeah. and it was a later NES title, a later NES title, a later yeah. two dudes in a nest title. <sighs> why are we always giving free? Publicity? I said two dudes in a nest to that bird watching podcast. <laughs> That's right, my favorite <laughs> podcast of all time. <laughs> what was that? Was that a cardinal? <laughs> yes. Tweet 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 tweet. And speaking of Blue Jays. Yeah, let's play a commercial. That's a good idea. I don't know where that, uh, how that's going to go together there. But uh, I'll we'll play a stupid it. commercial. All right. Will you be the one to witness the birth of the incredible Nintendo Entertainment System? The one to play with Rob, the extraordinary video robot, batteries not included. He helps you tackle even the toughest challenge. Will you be the first to raise the incredibly accurate Zapper and play games like Duck Hunt or action-packed Hogan's Alley and high-flying Kung Fu, each sold separately? Will you be the one to experience the Nintendo Entertainment System? Comes with Rob, Zapper, Control Deck, two controllers, Gyromite, and Duck Hunt. Man, that was a stupid commercial. It was. It was really dumb. Whatever it was, it's the stupidest thing yeah. I ever heard. <laughs> but but speaking of stupid. Yeah, let's go even dumber and of course do the British quiz. This is your, the people's game show. The people's show. 
Yeah. Of the people. Of the people, Trevor. You get to go uh, first. So, three questions apiece. We're going to try to beat each other. You play along at Physically. home. Physically. In your car, wherever you are. Yep. And try to destroy our score. Now, Trevor. I can't speak. Destroy our score. And it won't be that difficult. No. And also, uh, the loser between me and Trevor, the winner gets to literally punch them in the face. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so. Like a lot. Not just once. So, one punch per question. <laughs> Johnny. Yes. What was the Japanese name for this game? Oh, no. Was it A, Gun Deck, B, Deck of Gun, or C, Flashing Sword? Oh, it's got to be one or two, because it's way similar. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the one in the middle. Deck of Gun was a red herring. Ah! It was Gun Deck. Dang it. I'll get my fist ready. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> Trevor. Yes. Uh, this was a little tougher for me. I had to go outside the box for these questions because I didn't want to just look up the game and just, you know, cheat. Well, spoiler alert, I did too after the first one. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, so we'll see how this goes. This might, we might have some similar yeah. ones in. According to AMC.com, AMC is the American Movie Channel. Uh, I think that's what it stands for. They play old I movies. I think that's right, time. yeah. Or American mm-hmm. Movie Classics. Yeah. Something like that. That's probably more like it. Uh, which is the best 80s action movie? Ooh. I'm going to give you four choices. Okay. But one of these, according to AMC.com, is the best one. Okay. A, Die Hard. B, okay. First Blood. That's the first Rambo movie. Mm-hmm. C, Empire Strikes Back. That's the second Star Wars film. They classify it just as an action movie? It was on the list. Okay. D, all these are on the list, by the way. I didn't just make any of these up. Wow. And D, The Terminator. Ooh. And the specific list said best 80s action movie? Yeah, they had a top whatever list. Which one was number one on their list? I mean, if they put it up to a people's vote, it's going to be Star Wars all day long. And the question could be, which is the best sub-sandwich? And if Star Wars is a choice, it's going to be Star Wars. <laughs> I want that Star Wars sub-sandwich, please. But I'm going to assume they did it themselves. So I'm actually going to go with um, Terminator. Ooh, incorrect. All these were in the top ten. Okay. Uh, number one was Die Hard. Okay. Number, I think Empire Strikes Back was like three, if I'm thinking okay. right. But yeah. Do you know where Terminator was? Isn't it, I believe it was... Uh, Four or five. Oh, so I was very wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I'm still top five. Well, we're zero for zero. That's, that's what counts. Nobody's going to get the punch on anybody so far. You better start drawing a face on your knuckles <laughs> so I can see it. So, Johnny. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'll do it for you. <laughs> your second question. Yeah. <laughs> find the bargain. Okay. So I got to find I got to remember this. Find the cheapest one. So I went to eBay about an hour ago. Okay. Which of these items was the buy now least expensive? Okay. Was it A, a Sonny Crockett and Rico Tubbs set of action figures? These are two sealed action figures from the Miami Vice Show. Yeah. And just to give you a little more important information, Sonny Crockett came with the uh, crocodile. Ooh. Or alligator, I can never keep it straight. Um, or B, a factory sealed copy of this very game that we just played. This was the least expensive one on right. the site. Or the Grand Theft Auto trilogy on the original Xbox, which included Vice City. And it's also sealed. Which is the cheapest? The action uh, figures, Vice Project sealed, or Grand Theft Auto sealed Xbox collection? I'm going to go with uh, the last one, Grand Theft Auto. You would think so. That's when I make the most sense. But, but I'm this assuming trilogy I'm box set was $349. Oh my gosh, are you serious? I don't remember necessarily. It came with Vice City, San Andreas, and Grand Theft Auto 3, if I'm not mistaken. 
I don't remember ever seeing this in the store, I don't think. But yeah, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. Uh, the cheapest was actually Vice Project Doom. 190 bucks was the cheapest sealed copy. What were the action figures? Uh, they were the most expensive. $500 plus $20. Shipping. I'm going to be honest with you. I would have been wrong both times. <laughs> yeah. So. They're sweet action figures, but that's crazy. Yeah. Trevor. Well, you're still zero for zero. Here I go. Right, here we go. <clears throat> Trevor. Um, I went to Amazon.com. Oh, okay. And I found... Uh, Miami Vice Season 4. There. Oh, I see. We both went on that streak. There was 115 reviews for Miami Vice Season 4, hmm. the DVD set. They averaged a 4.5. Uh, but there were four one-star reviews, oh. which is an actual quote from one of those one-star reviews. I'm about to read some quotes. Which one do you think was a real, actual quote from one of those reviews and okay. not one that I made up? Ready? Mm-hmm. A. Don Johnson is a great director, but sadly, the season is poorly written. Kathy, that's who said that. Kathy said that. Uh, Stan said, season four just can't live up to the hype of season three. Or Ray, Ray said, save your money. If you like being put to sleep on your couch, then go buy it. Which, there's only one that's real? Only Mm. one of those is an actual direct quote. You're probably throwing me off, but I'm going to go with A. Sorry, Trevor. Oh. Sorry, I made up A and B. Uh, Ray actually did say, save your money. If you like being put to sleep on your couch, then buy it. See, I should have been able to do this because a little inside view into Trevor land. I know you love my advice. <laughs> you know, I've, I've admitted I've not seen what? You name it. Pop culture, I've probably not seen it. But I have the entire fake white uh, alligator skin box set of the entire seri- series of Miami Vice. Because <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of fun. But, Johnny, yeah. you have one chance to get one point. And I really want to punch you in the face. So, if, Man. You, if you miss this, you're definitely not going to punch me in the I face. I know. That guy. So, Johnny, speaking of Miami Vice, I want you to guess the name of the episode of this episode of Miami Vice of Season 2, Episode 3. <laughs> I'm going to give you three choices. And just to tell you, I have a short synopsis of this episode. Okay. Um, which isn't particularly goofy or anything. But, just because... It was rated 9.1, so this is one of the highest rated episodes of the season. Great show, by the way. So, in October of 18th, 1985, this episode aired, Crockett and Tubbs stake out a drug dealer, an investigation that is being helped along by an ex-cop that seems to know a bit too much about the case. Oh, oh. So, is this episode called The Cozy Cop, Out Where the Buses Don't Run, Dylan Dope and Alligators. <laughs> the Cozy Cop, Out Where the Buses Don't Run, Dylan Dope and Alligators. I'm going to go with B. Out Where the Buses Don't Run makes no sense, but it's the right answer. That's the only reason I picked it. <laughs> well, I, get to punch I gotta you tie you. We're, I guess we're going to both punch you. I'll tell you what. I tie you. I'll tell you what. If you tie me, then nobody punches anybody. Okay, I like that. Okay, here we go. I hope it's a fair <laughs> question. Mm. All right. Trevor, which presidency included three different vice presidents? Oh, no. Just because I had the word vice in it? Yeah. <laughs> which presidency had three different vice presidents? Yeah, okay. which presidency included three different vice presidents? Was it A, Nixon, B, Lincoln, C, Ford, or D, Teddy Roosevelt? I'm going to go with my gut, Nixon. You got it right. Just all the scandals and everything. Yep. You got it right, Trevor. There's no punching. No punching. Nobody punches anybody. Well. Our, our ones negate each other, so we don't get to hit each other. Huh, that's kind of an unsatisfying ending for everyone. Well, let's make it a little better and uh, let's do some Patreon shout-outs. What okay. Do you think? I was about to say let's punch each other in the face, but we'll do that first. <laughs> well, we'll punch each other first. 
Well, we'll do the shout outs first. Okay, then we'll punch each yeah. other. Okay. So these fine folks with the Patreon.com and are currently enjoying our uploaded patron-only content. And I'm just stretching this out because uh, I'm trying to get to the um to the actual names of the patrons. He's trying. Yeah. Leave you play by play, Trevor. I'm like it's like you're in a golf game. Trevor is on his phone. He is quickly trying to uh, get to the patrons. Bradley Boson. He has found it. Bradley Boson is the first one. Daniel Chavez. Daniel Chavez is a is a great man. Yes. Michael Thompson. Michael Thompson really wants to take a couple strokes off his. Uh, well, you know. Timothy McGowan. <laughs> Timothy McGowan is uh, one of the best long drivers. Andrew Coed. Andrew Coed. I've run out of golf terms. Caleb Dixon. Caleb Dixon. There's more golf terms, I'm sure, if I could think of them. Anthony Mullen. Anthony Mullen. If I had a golf term for you, it would be Mulligan. <laughs> I think Anthony Mullen's new since our last he shout is. out. He is. Thanks, Anthony. That's awesome. I think you're a swell guy. I think I guilted him into doing it. <laughs> Yo, you're a jerk. Jason Bennett. Oh, Jason, thanks for uh, supporting us. Uh, Richard Bliss definitely appreciates it. Uh, go play golf. <laughs> Christopher M. Skulls. Mr. Skulls, uh, I'm not sure if he's the greatest golfer, but he's definitely one of the more entertaining golfers. Jason Wilson. Jason Wilson likes to go out on a daily basis to the nearest golf course that he possibly can and just drives around the golf carts and does nothing else. Keith Farnham. Keith Farnham uh, joins... Jason and they both drive around in said golf carts and they try to run me over the other Joan day. Fritz. Joan Fritz. Uh, did you say Joan or Joan? Joan, <laughs> Joan Fritz. <laughs> Joan uh, Fritz uh, takes golf balls and hits them out towards the road. <laughs> well, Just I don't remember how he got on the golf thing, but good job. I was speaking quietly and for some reason okay, made me think of okay. announcers on golf. Johnny, I think. I think nothing. In light of the fact that there's this mystery phantom two-star review, which yeah. has kind of cast a shadow over this whole episode, yeah, I think we should end the whole podcast by just punching each other in the face. I think you're right. There's all the way this episode's going to end, and that's with you and me. Uh, you know how they do in the movies? Like, in one of the Rocky films, they go, hey, we got to punch each other in the face. And it literally freeze frames on their fist on each other's face. Yeah. Uh, that's like the end of the series. Yeah. Like, you know how Seinfeld, spoiler alert, ended with them in jail? Yeah. Yeah, I this, actually knew that despite the fact that I never saw it. <laughs> this is going to end with us punching each other. Yeah, you ready? Let's yeah. do it. Trevor, three, two, one, punch! <laughs>